This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott. Before we get into the Blues-Coyotes game, let's talk about a subject that a lot of people are debating in the media, on Twitter, uh, just everywhere. I'm going to explain what a PTO basically is. A PTO is when a team thinks they may have a need for a player. They bring him in for a PTO, a professional tryout. The Blues have 10 days to keep a player on a PTO without signing him. That gives the Blues time to see if he fits within what they're looking for, to see if the player is still able to play in the NHL, so on and so forth. My opinion on Brower and McGinn are this. Brower is not the player he was several years ago when he had some big games in the playoffs, especially that one in Game 7 against the Blackhawks. He's older. He's slower. He's not as physical because he's older and can't be that physical. A lot of people are saying he was the leader and really kept everybody accountable. No, Brower was not the leader. He may have been one of those veteran guys that had a voice, but David Backus was the leader of the team at that point. Now, Jamie McGinn, just like Troy Brower, they both played for the Panthers last year. Jamie McGinn is playing in the AHL. He's really not the type of player the Blues want in my mind. We're about 19, 20 games into the season. If he was still able to play in the NHL at a decent level, some team would have signed him this season and put him on a third or fourth line. In my mind, even though he's 31, he's not the player he once was, and he was never a great player. He was an average player at best. Although they're giving the PTO the 10 days to work out for the Blues and practice with him to see if the Blues need him, I was telling people last night that the Blues should bring up one of the youngsters, Kyrie or Costin. Well, today they brought up Costin, and a lot of people are upset about that. Oh, he's got to stay down in the AHL. He needs to play every game, needs to play 18 minutes. We don't want to waste him. We don't want him sitting in the pines. There comes a point in players' careers, such as a Barbashev, such as a Thomas, when it is no longer advantageous for you to keep a player in the AHL just because you want him to get minutes. Now, Colston, I think, will eventually go back down when the Blues get healthy, but you've got to season these guys. Thomas got time up here and was sent back down. Barbashev got time up here and was sent back down. You've got to show these guys what it's like in the NHL because contrary to what some people believe, there is a huge gap in the quality of play between the AHL and the NHL. You can see it with Robert Thomas. It's nothing against Robert Thomas. He's a great player, and he's only going to get better. But you've seen him progress a lot over the last year, year and a half or so. Some plays he still tries that you just cannot get away with in the NHL. Players are going to be all over you. Players are going to intercept the pass. So he's learning to play in the NHL, and the time he had in the past was needed. I'm very happy to see them call up Clint Costin. 
I'm hoping he can get 8 to 10 minutes every other game, and I think that would be great. Now let's get into this Blues-Coyotes recap. The Blues going into this game were winners of seven straight, a lot of them overtime. A lot of the games were won by Ryan O'Reilly or David Perron. The Blues have just been playing really, really well. My only complaint this year sometimes about them has been they don't have that killer instinct. When they have a team down 3-1, to 2 to nothing, and we saw that the other night in Calgary, they had Calgary down 2 to nothing. Calgary comes back and scores two goals in the third period. This team needs a killer instinct. This game would start out with the Blues getting on the scoreboard first in the first period. Jaden Schwartz, who has looked very good this year. I know a lot of people were down on him last year. They wanted him traded. He started picking it up towards the end of the season and in the playoffs. And guys, he is a good player, and he gets the Blues' first goal late in the first period. Shen wins the faceoff. And the Blues into the zone quickly. Here's Shen. Toe drag and a shot rebound. And they score! Schwartz with a tap in, and it's 1-0. Oh, Swizzle Schwartz after the neutral zone faceoff win. D to D, cross ice. Perfect execution by the Blues in transition. A great pass from Petrangelo to Shin. Shin takes a puck over the blue line into the Coyote zone. Takes the initial shot. Kemper makes the save, and right there to put the rebound in is Jaden Schwartz. You know I keep saying it. You're probably sick of hearing it. Good things happen when you go to the net. And I'm probably never going to stop saying it because it's the truth. That goal would be Jaden Schwartz's fourth of the season. Shin gets a seventh assist. And Petrangelo on that great pass off the faceoff gets his 11th assist. 17 minutes, 13 seconds in, the Blues are up one to nothing, and that's the way the first period would end. Shots on goal were pretty even. Arizona had nine shots to the Blues, eight shots. Kemper made some great saves, and Jordan Bennington had to make a couple good saves too. You kind of figured this game was going to come down to goaltending. It was a fun game to watch. In the second period, I thought the Blues played very dominating for most of it. They outshot Arizona 16-6, but the St. Louis and Clayton Keller would put Arizona on the board 6 minutes 47 seconds in to knot this one up at one each. This one goes all the way back. Vinny with that hustle. Yeah, he negates that icing because of that speed. Moved along here, Ryan O'Reilly. This one picked off. Keller with a shot. He scores! And you can credit the hustle of Vinny Hinestroza on that goal that is buried by Keller. A pepperoni pizza by the Blues. I think that was David Perron right onto the stick of the wrong guy. Backhand pass through the middle of the ice. That is a no-no. And Clayton Keller makes him pay. Just a terrible play by David Perron in the defensive zone. When you're trying to get the puck out, you never, ever pass it to the middle of the ice, through the middle of the ice. You just don't do that. Arizona was pressuring. Clayton Keller gets the puck about 12 to 15 feet out in front of Jordan Bennington. And you know with the type of score Clayton Keller is, he's going to win that battle probably seven to eight times out of 10. And this time he did. That goal by Clayton Keller would be his fourth of the year. Of course, it was unassisted, but Henestrosa gets a lot of credit for that goal. He worked hard. He was up against David Perron, made him make a mistake. 
and Keller took advantage of it. That goal was 6 minutes 47 seconds in, and we're tied at 1. I think ever since Colton Pareko's came up, the Blues fans and Blues management, Blues coaching, have always said, we want Pareko to shoot the puck more. Some games, I think he listens, and other games, I think he forgets because he continually passes when he should shoot the puck. Well, this time he didn't pass it. He shot it, got his first goal of the year late in the second period, and gave the Blues a 2-1 lead. A year ago, had 15 goals. Now Petrangelo for Barbershev. And it skips ahead for Sunquist. And now Pareko. He walks right in, shoots. He scores! Barbershev with a chip play. Right over the tape of Henestroza and... Colton Pareko took off from his own zone. There's the pass in flight, doesn't have to move. The Blues came out of the defensive end quickly. Sunquist gets the puck a few feet before the center line. He passes it over Henestroza's stick, right onto Pareko's stick. Pareko skates right in, basically alone, and beats Kemper glove side. I think Kemper wishes he had that one back, but the Blues take a 2-1 lead. A beautiful shot by Colton Pareko. It gets him his first goal of the season. Barbashev with that great exit pass out of the defensive zone to Sunquist. Barbashev gets his fifth assist. Sunquist gets his third assist. 15 minutes, 41 seconds into the second. The Blues go out of the second period up 2-1. to one. Moving into the third period, I thought the Blues had a letdown a little bit. They made several mistakes. When they had some good opportunities against Kemper, it seemed like there was nobody in front of the net. It seemed like it was one save and done, or they were shooting pucks right at him. Don't get me wrong, Kemper had a very good game. But it would be the Coyotes in the third that would knock this one up on a power play goal by Connor Gardland just a few seconds under six minutes into the third period. Right back to center ice, 55 to go on the power play. Keller, the goal scorer for Dvorak. Here's Keller again. Across and they score! What a setup! And finishing it off is Connor Garland. And Clayton Keller's having a night. He picks up the assist and we're tied. They come right down the gut of the ice. Beautiful pass there. Dvorak to Keller to Garland, who goes hard to the net. Stick on the ice. He gets past his man, past his defenseman. He finds the good ice, and he gets a beautiful feed by Clayton Keller right in the wheelhouse. The Blues were kind of back on their heels a little bit. They let the Coyotes bring the puck out of the defensive zone. Not a lot of pressure on him. Actually, really none at all. Dvorak has the puck, gets it to Keller. Keller skates in over the face-off dot on the stick side of Bennington. He sees a streaking Connor Garland coming through the middle of the ice, gives it to him. Not much Bennington can do. It was a great goal if you're a Coyotes fan. It was just beautiful passing. Power play goal. We're tied at two. Connor Garland gets his eighth goal. Keller gets his ninth assist. Dvorak gets his third assist. Five minutes, 58 seconds in, power play goal. That's the way the third period would end. So we're headed to overtime. How many times are the Blues going to do this? Out of 19 games, including this one, they've went to overtime at least. This has got to be wearing them out. They can't do this all season long. Heading into OT, the Blues had a few opportunities. Kemper played really well. The Blues had four shots on goal in OT. 
and Arizona had two. Let's head to the shootout. It would be Tyler Bozak, Nick Schmaltz, Ryan O'Reilly, and then Connor Garland, the guy that tied it up at two, would get the winning goal to give Arizona a 3-2 shootout win. On Kepper. He waits, and a save by Kepper. Nick Schmaltz will shoot for Arizona. Three of five in his career against Bennington. Schmaltz waiting, and he scores. What a nice shot that was. With a lot of speed. Blue's second shooter, O'Reilly comes in. And a shot off the arm, and a save by Kemper. Now Arizona with a goal could win it. When it was scored last night, two for three, he's got slick hands. He could win it for Arizona. Garland in. And a move, and he scores. Let's go over the stats of the game. The Blues outshot the Coyotes 35-22. to As I said, Kemper had a very good game. The Blues won the faceoff battle 61% to 39%. The Coyotes were 1 for 3 on the power play. The Blues were 0 for 3. The Blues out hit the Coyotes 22 to 10. The Coyotes out blocked the Blues 17 to 5. The Blues had 13 giveaways to the Coyotes 8. Let's head to the post game interviews where we're going to hear from Oscar Sundquist, Jaden Schwartz, and of course Coach Craig Berube on the shootout loss to the Coyotes. We had a few of you guys played that game pretty well out there tonight. I think so. Uh... Just need to need to get some more pucks in the net. That's that's the that's what hockey is about, and uh, we didn't do that tonight uh, enough. So uh, we uh, I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna get better to next game. Did you come in here after that second period, maybe feeling like it could have been three, four goal lead for you guys the way you played? And you left it in a one shot game, and then anything can happen. Uh, I don't think we were thinking that way. Uh, more that we were we were playing really good and just more more keep doing what we what we were doing. Um, and uh, and that way try to try to score some more goals. Did it seem like Kemper kind of had an answer for everything? Uh, yeah, he played he played good tonight. Uh, but at the same time, we I think we we're, we need to have some better shots at him. Uh, I think we're sometimes we're making it a little bit too easy for him and and get him him uh, into the game. It's been a problem for a while. What do you guys have to do to generate more shots and more scoring chances? Uh, I mean, it's it's. It's a pretty boring answer, but it's pretty simple. At the same time, we need to get some, some more people in front of that. Uh, right now, we've been a little bit more, a little bit too much on the outside, I think. Uh, so, I uh, just need to need to get get some more people in front. I think you should have got the four-minute power play there. Were you surprised they went to the video and saw that it was a follow-through? No, that's that's the rules. So, um, um, have to follow follow the rules. So it's 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 no penalty. Is it blood? From the from the hip. Yeah. Did you miss? How much, you weren't going that long. Did you miss just a couple of shifts? Do you know or? Uh? Yeah, more like more like just going in and see if everything was fine. Uh, and uh, had to, had a dentist in there and stuff like that and looking at it, so it was it was all good. Jaden, there's a lot of these in the year where you feel like you you, you probably deserve to win a game, and just the way it happened uh, tonight, you felt like it was one you could have won easily. Yeah, it's just timely stuff, but. Uh, Special teams plays a factor, obviously, and then timely, you know, timely goals, and uh, we had our chances, we had our looks, just didn't uh, didn't find the back of the net, but uh, you know, we certainly had a lot of chances, a lot of ozone time, but um, you know, still get to the inside a little bit more. I think as a team, you had high shot volume though, but you feel like you still left some shots on the ice as well when you talk about having some of that ozone time. Yeah, I mean. 
I think, I think we still had some good looks. I mean, I don't know how many shots we had, but I think we had some, some pretty good looks um, from the middle. And, um, you know, I think we had a few power plays there. We could have executed a little bit better and, you know, get a little bit more m momentum. But, uh, no, we didn't play we didn't play horrible. We just didn't find a way to win, which we've been doing. Do you feel you had some good looks in close? Yeah. Yeah, I had some chances that I'd like to have back. And, um, but, uh, you know, they're going to make some big saves. Yeah, we had enough chances. Could have used some second and third opportunities maybe. That Kemper's a good goalie. He played well. You know, he he made his first save and you know, they're just we just I think there we you don't know wasn't uh enough um rebounds or you know, just we didn't get to enough rebounds or didn't get enough second opportunities. Did you get there or just they both. I think both, you know, I think both. They did a good job, though, in front of their net. I thought, you know, they had people around their net and uh, defended pretty well. And, you know, after the initial shot, <clears throat> you know, we just made a couple of mistakes and, you know, we, we, you know, probably should have won the game 2-0. Is that a game on you look at? Well, it's you know it's happened uh, against them a couple times with us. So. Uh, just a careless play by us. We got to be we got to be better there. Yeah. Yeah. No, we you know we had a couple of good opportunities after that again. Um, you know, nothing happened. We didn't, we didn't get it. Uh, we didn't get it. We didn't get it done. Was the line? Well, I thought they were really good. Um, they had a lot of chances. I thought they, um, you know, they were all, they were on top of things tonight. On top of the puck, had the puck most of the game. Did a lot of good things. The whole line. Thomas is really good. Yeah, I think he's um, his puck play is getting better and better. He's making plays. And, you know, they got a goal for us, but um, they could have had a few. Were you six out of eight games go to overtime? <clears throat> this be the first one in that stretch where you only got one point is, is pretty good. As valuable as points are, it's been a pretty good run. Early. No, it's been a good run for sure. I mean, um, you know, the games are tight. Um, you, you know, we're not scoring, you know, we're not scoring at a, a, like a high clip right now. I mean, it's tight. So the games are going to be tight, and that's the way it is, and you got to got to deal with it. Were you surprised at the four-minute high stick? Well, no, because it's um, they look at it all. They look at those all the time now. You know, four-minute or five-minute majors, they're looking at them to make sure that they're called properly. So they made the right call. In the overtime, when, he's, when the penalty ends, it goes to four and four, would you like to see it go back to three on three? Well, it does. Well, it does, but would you like somehow to... Well, there's no way I don't... Get a whistle in there somewhere and... Oh, you mean... You like a minute and four on Yeah, I mean, that's tough, though. I mean, you're playing puck, you know, it's live, I mean... Several reasons why the Blues lost this game. Kemper had a pretty good game. He made some very key saves, some very good saves, but there were times the Blues were making it easy on him. There was nobody in front for rebounds. They shot the puck right at him. And when they did get a great shot on him, he made the save. And also the mistakes the Blues had. That mistake by Perron being very nonchalant in the zone was the key to the game. 
If that mistake isn't made by David Perron, you just don't know what's going to happen in the game. The Blues have a few days off, and then they'll play the Columbus Blue Jackets. Should be a fun and interesting game. And I know, guys, there's a lot of people out there upset. I seen it last night. People are just upset the Blues lost. And how dare they lose? They can't lose this way. They let a team come back. Hey, calm down. They won seven games in a row. They're right now number two in the league in points. I don't see anything to complain about. Is there stuff to work on? Yeah, there's stuff to work on. There was stuff they could work on even in the seven-game winning streak. Some of you fans need to calm down. This team doesn't win every game. This team is going to make mistakes that cost them. They're going to have bad nights defensively. They're going to have bad nights offensively. And they're going to have bad nights goaltending, and not just with Jake Allen. This team is not perfect. Let's be happy for the seven-game winning streak and be happy they're the second-best team in the league. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.